welcome back, another day, another vlog, uh, good to have you all back, Tuesday, busiest day of my life of the month, uh, getting ready to go back to work, never seemed to have enough time today, uh, Jack swimming, shopping, uh, sorting out other stuff, uh, had to play with this, with the DJ Osmo 4, I had to do some stuff with that, chase up some news for you, all happening today, big show, or not a big show, little show, but um, yeah, interesting day. Right, let's get into it. Um, first of all, I've, if, you've, if you are subscribed, that's down here left, and that little bell, if you hit that bell, you would have noticed new video's already up for Friday, I've premiered it already, I'm, as I think I said to you, I'm fi finally been ahead of the curve, which is really good, um, it's given me a chance to Realistically, try and catch two videos, whether that's helped me out. Uh, it looks like I've possibly only got one, maybe one and a little one. Uh, but uh, it's come up, Look, worked out really well. So that video, I finished that off yesterday and got it, locked it up and loaded last night. So Friday night, 8.30, I think it is, 8.30, it will be premiering. If you haven't subscribed, hit the bell. It'll notify you, then you can just click on the reminder, so it's really easy to do. It'll just come as a notification if you've got notifications set for YouTube. So that'll be cool. Come and join us. Any questions, queries, or anything like that, um, yeah, let us know. And don't forget, that is also the competition video, so if you want to win the prize pack, that's the uh, vouchers from Bocker Bearings and the team gear, backpack and hat and such. Uh, don't forget to drop a comment on YouTube, mate. You have to be subscribed for that one, please. And just let me know. You obviously need to be, allow me to see that you subscribe. That's the tricky thing. I think you have to be open to the public. I think that's the only way you can sort of let me know. So um, that's all active. So that's a Friday night. So pretty quick, one week to get into it. Uh, go get on that. Drop us a hello, a g'day, uh, how you going? Whatever you want on there, tickety-boo, I'll take anything uh, for to catch up with you. So that'll be cool. Now, um, this I've been, told you we did the unboxing a little while back. Uh, you would have seen last week's video, which is currently up live, was the DJI M4. Um, shot some footage with that. Started with that. I've used it a couple of times since. I used it over on Friday. We used it. And look, I love it. Uh, <laughs> As far as gimbals go, I've had a couple, and whether you've got to wind it in to set up the phone or the clip, it's just a pain in the butt. Uh, this is the DJI OM4, and if you're just doing general video and stuff like that, you want some easy, no ridiculous, stupid things to worry about, I can definitely, definitely recommend this. Uh, I love it, I think it's fantastic. I've now got my iPhone 12, uh, that's in there, the unboxing for that's coming. Too, so you'll be at the video footage out of that. It's been insane testing. So that'll be coming this week as well. I've got to try and fit that video in. I might put that a midweek video. It's only be a short one, but I'll check that in. Um, but look, it's looking fantastic. Uh, super, super light to use. Uh, the gimbal works really, really well. I did have an issue the other day where it sort of lost control on me in that. I did went on the DJI's forum or on their website, checked out their help center. Uh, I did a recalibration and a horizontal calibration, checked everything, and once I got that done on a nice flat surface, beautiful, she's back to normal. So I was stressed, 
Uh, it looks like it's all good, so fingers crossed for that. That's the only issue I've had with it. It is fantastic. You can chuck it, two uh, beeps of the button, you push it straight into movie mode, which is perfect for me. Uh, I can lock it there, uh, just holding the trigger, and then you can move around and do all the stuff you need to do. It is brilliant. 250 bucks, I believe they are in Australia. Oh, my picture's gonna fall over. Um, <laughs> And I think it's worth every penny. Realistically, the app works really well with my Apple phones. I'm not sure about Android, but like works super, super well with it. Uh, you can do panoramas. I chucked up a little three by three auto panorama it did. Uh, this has got um, clone mode as well, so you can set it up on a, as a tripod and then take photos where you get the people locked into motion. You get like multiple of these in the one photo stitched together. Got some great things, I'm gonna be doing some more with that and I'll be definitely putting some photos up. It's gonna be perfect for me because I can chuck it in my pants, of my hiking pants, and then I can film with it straight away and to get it off, all I have to do is, oh, oh we've had a blowout here. Everything's going pear shape. I've just pulled it out of the clip. <laughs> uh, you just pull it off like that. My apologies there. Let me just whack it back in. I'll show you how easy it is to set up. And just center it up onto your phone, nice and make sure it's nice and level. That's it. And that just clips on. That's the iPhone 12 Pro, and it does fit on the Max. I have seen it on the Max. So you like that, and then just bang like that. And beautiful. Back to normal. Magic. And then swing it around. Boom. If you're doing reels or whatever with your friends, it's a perfect little gimbal. Uh, if you have been looking at one, there's others out there that you've got to set up and calibrate. You've got to mount the clip in or you've got to screw it into the clip and all that. And it's this is just a, literally I've used it on a hike where I've just pulled my phone out and just gone bang, clip on, pulled it up, blah, blah, and then started recording, which is exactly what you want. So I thought I'd just give you an update on that one. Uh, I'm loving it. It's definitely worth while having a crack. And that's off mode. So yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, some other good stuff that come today. Obviously, you've seen the hat. I've got the team hat off. Uh, I entered the, the My Road Reel this year, 2020. I didn't win. There was some amazing entrants out there. Uh, very, very cool. I was one of the first 2,000 to enter, so I got a little gift back, which is a nice hat. Actually, like my uh, son Jack has stolen my... Uh, <laughs> my podcast road hat, which is the black on black. So I've got one now for myself. And then what else they give me? Um, a little little key ring, a nice little key ring, which I thought was pretty cool. Something different. And then a little carry bag, just for sort of stuff for shopping. So very cool. What is it? The choice of today's creative generation. So yeah, proud supporter of road, being an Australian company. Um, I think it's good to represent your own countries and to, um, to support your local, if you if you are living local, hey, it's um, I think it's it's good to be part of your environment and part of the the surroundings and supporting local businesses. That um, I think that's really important, no matter where you are. I'm not biased towards any country, but um, I think if doesn't matter where you live, it's it's probably better to buy from someone local. It's really good. You support, you create jobs, uh, you create local industry, which is fantastic for your uh, country, which is always good, and I think the benefit, the other benefit, which probably a lot of people don't think, is you're not importing stuff which is 
uh, jet fuels, boat fuels, uh, sea, sea accidents which boats crashes, oil leaks and crap goes in the ocean and destroys the environmental aspects of it that you just probably don't think about. Just by buying local, that means it's not getting shipped from overseas, which means oh, you're saving a lot of the environment in other aspects you probably don't really reason. So it's, I think it's really good to buy as much as you can local. Obviously, uh, cost prohibitive is uh, the biggest issue. It's very hard to compete against China-made stuff because it's just ridiculously cheap. Um, and obviously, you want the best quality. Sometimes you can't, uh, your country just doesn't make the best of the things. Uh, we have to import every car we buy now in Australia, but we pay taxes on it to to protect our Australian car industry, which died a couple of years ago. So we are in it. We are by no way means uh, exempt from the silliness. But uh, I thought, find it, uh, it's always good to try and support a bit of a local. Sorry about that, me big panorama. If you haven't seen that one before, that was from uh, uh, Epic Astro in the Pilbara, the big vertical panorama of the Milky Way. That was a pretty cool night. I was very excited. Got to see a, a meteor coming down, and then I got all this, and yeah, it was pretty cool. So I thought it's probably one of my first prints. It's on an alloy, so I think it's come up pretty good. Got to find somewhere to put it. I'm, now the house is up for sale again. Uh, we uh, It's no use trying to put it up anywhere. So hopefully my next house, I can um, I can put up my own gear and get a proper office other than the shed. <laughs> Rightio, over, that's me. That's probably me for the day anyway. Uh, News-wise, let's get in some news. Now some good stuff coming in. Um, we'll leave that to last, the good stuff. That's the Canon stuff. Um, some fun stuff early on. Uh, Elon Musk, very weird this one. Elon Musk may or may not have COVID-19. He's undergone multiple tests and each test is giving a different result. Uh, anywhere from the 15-minute quick test to the long-term test, he's getting different results from every test and he has come out and said uh, something extremely bogus going on here uh, with people testing positive and oh, she's gone again. Something vibrating somewhere. Um, no, stay there. <laughs> yeah, something really strange. He's unaware. He's obviously got a lot to lose. Uh, someone of his stature, they don't want out of the eye, locked away for two weeks. Um, he's obviously got a lot going on. But it's pretty interesting to see, I guess, that aspect of it, that how accurate are these tests and... Uh, are we getting negative positives or false negatives? Or was it false positives and false negatives? That's, that's confusing the issue and causing panic. We've just seen uh, South Australia go into full lockdown mode and states basically going, get the hell away from us um, due to their latest outbreak. So that's not good. So I'm just hopeful that these testing that we are doing, I'm pretty sure here it's pretty full on. Um, I don't think they do a 15-minute one. I think they shove shit up your nose and just about uh, give you, turn you into an Egyptian pharaoh to get a test done here. So, um, yeah, not good. Uh, pretty interesting, but obviously the rich, famous and geniuses are not immune from this disease or this virus. Uh, so, yeah, very interesting one, I thought, to have a chat about. Now, Britain, huge news from Britain. Uh, they've come out and said he's, well, he's changed his mind. Oh, Boris Johnson, he's changed his mind. 
It was originally, he's taken another five years off their ICE removal, removal. so ICE, internal combustion engines, cars, uh, just basically anything with an engine in it, they call an ICE, um, just to shorten it down, it's a bit easy to say. And they're gonna get rid of them off Britain roads by 2030 now. So I think it was 2035, all ICE's gone. Um, so now it's 2030, so they've got less than 10 years uh, nine years to go to get rid of every single ICE. So that's bus, truck, anything like that. It's nine years to go. Uh, they're hoping it's going to be a massive push and influx to really get people to start looking and buying electric uh, for automakers to put that extra resources into it. It's no use, obviously, a car manufacturer. Now, if they've got plans for two models away of a petrol car to go, well, we can cut that budget now, we're gonna put that money into electric because that car's not gonna be allowed to drive anywhere. So, uh, huge thing. Um, there's some other countries, Norway's, Norway is gonna be done by 2025. So you won't be allowed in the country with a petrol car, but or buy a petrol car by 2025. I'm assuming you, I'm not sure how they'll do it. I'm assuming there's gonna be fees and charges if you own one after those these periods and you're driving around, I'm sure you get slung with taxes like uh, uh, pollution taxes and stuff, which I do have in England, I've, I do know about. So very interesting, really awesome. What is sad is I have to say, and I've said it before about Australia with electric and being behind the times and everything, our government is purely reactive. They've got no balls to go and say, well, we need to get in this. We've got more solar power than frigging, we've got, more sun than anyone else. Uh, we've got wind, we've got everything we could. We've got all the spare land, bloody under the sun that no one can live on. They could easily be turned into massive renewable energy farms. Uh, it's just crazy why we haven't pulled ahead in and got ahead. Plus we need jobs. Uh, we should be retraining people into that renewable sector, into HV Sparkies and solar power guys to do all the controls and stuff like that, uh, hydro farms, all that sort of wind farms. We need guys trained up in that. We don't need any more diesel mechanics uh, because they're not going to be around. 2030, 2035, they, they've got to be gone. They've got to be gone. All this, I'm pretty much going to be probably getting myself out of a job, but there'll be electric and there'll be hydraulic stuff. It's going to be all electric hydraulic stuff. So, um, yeah, really, really uh, cool to see it happening. Uh, it's going to be a massive, massive push I think it, for Britain to jump in and, and go hard on it, uh, I can only imagine that's going how much pressure that's going to put on the rest. Hopefully, Australia will step up and start pulling their heads in. As I said, we have to import our own cars, and there's like a thirty percent uh, tax and compliance and import fee and GST tax on top of every car that comes in. So, for an example, an F one fifty. Uh, top of the range, King Ranch might be $60,000, $67,000 in the States, fully loaded. Uh, by the time it gets to Australia and sold from a retailer, after compliance, taxes and everything, it's two hundred grand. So, yeah, a cheap baseline F-150 is grand in Australia. Now, that's the biggest selling car on the planet, the F-150. They started like 20000 to, as I said, about 60000 so that range, 20 to 60, is a good, comfortable range for anyone to be able to afford. 
but then by t all the government takes all that money out and then I don't know where the money goes from these taxes, but it ain't going to the right stuff. So that money I think that we get from those taxes should be now going into supplying benefits and uh, incentives to get people to drive electric cars and take the zero taxes on any electric cars coming in because we're just, it's gonna happen. So the only way to do it is to dump in. It's not gonna be, it's the world's changing. Uh, we've got to change with it, unfortunately. It's like everything, change is never fun and I'm probably one of the worst ones for it. Uh, at getting to change, you know, I like things the same, I can do it over and over and over and over until I get faster and better and better and better. But at some point, that defeats the purpose and now you need to move to the next thing and get on with it. So look, a huge step, massive step, and look, hopefully the Australian government will start looking at this a little bit more seriously. Uh, Canon Rumours, over Canon Rumours, um, we have a CR2, some good stuff out from them, the Canon RF Canon Roadmap, big, big, big stuff from the boys. That's a CR2, so that's fairly, fairly well sort of locked in. It's not a 100%, but it's probably a 70, 70 to 80% sort of could be accurate. Very, very cool. Now they're talking about a new entry level uh, RF camera to take over from the RP and it's going to be cheaper. So here I was about to buy an RP. I'm thinking maybe I need to back off a little bit and just wait a few months. Uh, I'm pretty happy with the footage coming out of the phone. So I'm going to, I'm going to do is start, keep saving my pennies and then plug, keep this phone and give that a crack for a couple of months and see how that goes for the channel. Um, and then what I want to do is, um, if they, they do bring an RP that's cheaper, the old RPs are going to become really cheap. Same as the R's, they're going to drop in value. Uh, so that'll be a great time to get a good bargain. So definitely check out for that. Now, there's going to be a new model to fit in above the RP and between the RP and the R6. The R, now, the, that's generally the space for the R. They're saying there's not going to be an R2. There's not going to be a Mark II for the R model. That's not happening. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what it's going to be. I'm assuming it's just a maybe a rehash of the RF lineup and, and system. I don't know what it is. Now, I will put it to you, this is the only difference to that is if they're looking from an RP up to an R6, as I said the other day with Sony, they probably need to minimize what they have. They don't need 65 different camera models. It's just crazy. Canon has that same issue. That whole M, M range is about to die uh, because there's a definite definitely an APS-C RF mount coming in 2021. Now there's no way that APS-C is gonna be R6 level. There's no way it's gonna be probably R level. So it's gonna to have to be RP to R6. That may be the one that's gonna take over from the R. So they may have a, or, or what? I really don't know where this is gonna fit the APS-C. It's either gonna be, it's gonna to have to be cheaper than the RP as far as I can see, because why would you go APS-C with an RF mount. So you're gonna to have to use the same lenses, exact same friggin' lenses, you just get a smaller sensor. So if they're gonna make the RP cheaper, that's gonna put it around, I think around the 1200 bucks. So it's about 1500 bucks secondhand on uh, on eBay. So it's gonna be around probably the 18, 1900 new now, maybe two grand new. So that's gonna put around the $1,800 mark. You're, M50s and your M6s, they're around the $1,200 mark. 
So between there and there, it's, I really don't see the point. If you're going to bring that RP back to a cheaper cost point, there's no one's going to buy an APS-C over a full frame camera. It just makes zero sense because the only thing different is going to be the sensor size because you're still going to have to use those same lenses. So there's no, doesn't matter. There might be smaller lenses, but they'll fit on every other camera because it's RF mount. So yeah, I just, <clears throat> tell me I'm stupid, tell me I'm wrong, but I really don't see how this APS-C, which is a definitely coming, uh, is going to fit into anywhere in this lineup. It just makes zero sense. Um, now, unfortunately, them definitely having this means that definitely the whole M mount, including M50, is dead. There's, there's no more coming. Um, if they do keep it coming, it's just going to be slight rehashes, nothing major. There's gonna, that means there's no, no lenses coming for it. The lenses are finished and dusted. It's only going to be third-party stuff. Uh, it pretty much means the end. And the $1,200, $1,300 for a new one, if you're buying brand new, you might as well just save an extra four or 500 bucks up and get yourself an RP and go full frame and you start in the system that's going to last another 10 to 20 years when this is obviously done and dusted. It's a bit of a tragedy. Real shame because there's some great M cameras. That M6 is good. Uh, I know some M5 people have seen some comments that they love the M5. I love my M50. I think it's fantastic. Just needed some quality zooms and it was perfect. Uh, it's not the best at low light, but uh, look, for the cost point, that's, that's all I was after. You can't complain. So you've seen the photos on the channel. Uh, I'm sure you can understand how good it is. So very cool. Now, um, other than that, uh, now, with that APS-C, there's going to be some lenses to suit it, so the same smaller, cheaper lenses. Again, that's fantastic, but that's what the lenses they should have made for the M series. If you're making an APS-C, you should have made those lenses for the M mount and kept it in there uh, and just got rid of the RF mount off the APS-C. It shouldn't be anywhere near the same, same product. Um, those lenses could have gone, should have been M mount, that money, the budget they spent on that. Now also a high megapixel R5 version is coming, uh, twice the resolution, there's rumours on that, uh, so I think it's R5 is like 45, so we're talking 90 megapixels out of a friggin' camera, that is insanity, it's going to be a landscape uh, photographer's wet dream, uh, I'd love one, if you want to send me one when they come out, it'll be much appreciated, I'm going to Going to theorise they're going to be about seven to eight thousand bucks Australian. <laughs> it's going to be crazy price, but wow! Uh, imagine pumping ninety megapixels. What size of card you're going to need at least? We're uh, going to start after pumping out gigabyte SD cards. I think so. Yeah, very very cool. Now the other last one is the flagship version should be coming out for the Olympics, and that's pretty exciting. We all figure that'll probably be the R1. So we'll see what happens there. Rightio, I'll catch you on the next show. I'll be back at work. I'll see you all then soon. Thanks for stopping by. Hope you enjoy that. Excitement plus in the canon world. Rightio, see you soon. We'll be coming this way, that way. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.